chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It was just about a year ago that through presidential proclamation, the holiday that we will be celebrating tomorrow forever became known as Indigenous Peoples Day. And these are the words that President Biden shared when making that proclamation. For generations, federal policies have systemically sought to assimilate and displace Native people and eradicate Native cultures. Today, we recognize Native people's resilience and strength, as well as immeasurable positive impact that they have made on every aspect of American society. Indeed, this is a weekend, this is an occasion where we take time to acknowledge, perhaps, not only our thanks for those First Peoples, but also the pain that they have suffered at the hands of our ancestors in this country. It is a mix of mercy and thankfulness. Those two things that come together, those two things which define for us a Eucharistic way of life. A Eucharistic way of life that stands at the very center of our gospel here this day. Our gospel story is a simple enough narrative. Ten people afflicted with leprosy come to Jesus seeking his mercy. Seeking his mercy as they travel that liminal space between Samaria and Galilee. And they come to him with this, with this affliction of leprosy. And I think it's important that we take a step back and understand Leprosy, you see, is used in biblical terms. It was a very kind of vague term that sort of that, that served as an umbrella term for a variety of different skin diseases. But all of these various diseases shared one reality in common. They made those that suffered from them ritually impure. So now, not only are people physically suffering, but they're also spiritually suffering, not able to fully participate in the temple life of the time. And that's when Jesus does what Jesus does best. He shows up, does something quite rem remarkable. Suddenly, he shows them mercy, and they're healed. They're, they're, they're healed of this ailment that they have, and it's such an unremarkable healing that they don't even know it happened until they're already walking away, fulfilling his request to go and show themselves to the priest. And then, and only then, does one of the ten take a moment to stop and look down and go, hey, look, I'm healed. It's kind of a, a remarkable story, if you think about it. 
Only one of them took the time to stop, to turn around, and not just recognize what happened, but to stop and put himself face down on the ground in worship of the one who made it possible. Yes, folks, the man stops and worships Jesus. Prostrates were told himself at his feet and in a loud voice give thanks and praise to the Lord. A good reminder to us that giving thanks and praise to the Lord is not necessarily reserved for a holiday once a year, but it's something that we, as people of God, do at least once a week when we share this holy meal together. We gather to offer our praise and thanks on a weekly basis. And, and when we do it, it's an invitation for us. It's an invitation for us to be more like this individual who stops and turns around. And what's really interesting is that last little thing that it says. It says that he stopped and he thanked Jesus and he was a Samaritan. Oh, no. We know what that means, right? Bing, 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 Samaritan. Oh, that's a big, important fact. No, it's not. No one cares. Why? The thing that separates this man isn't his nationality. It's his actions. It's his prayerful moment of worship that distinguishes him from the other nine. And that's the very thing Jesus says. We're not... 10 of them healed and only one of them chose to worship because this man, this Samaritan embodies that Eucharistic approach to living a, 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 an approach to living that on the one hand seeks mercy and upon receiving it immediately gives prayer, praise and thanksgiving like I said we do it on a weekly basis here at the Eucharistic table in the words of, you guessed it the great thanksgiving. That's what we do each and every week. I get up here and I say something along the lines of it is indeed our right, our duty, and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Insert seasonal prayer here, right? That's what I do each and every week. I get up here and I invite us to embody this Eucharistic way of life. This Eucharistic term even today, that, that word that, that we have in our gospel, thanksgiving, why know what the Greek is? I didn't do well in Greek. I'm going to be the first to admit I almost failed the class, but I know this. The word's Eucharisto. Eucharisto, the very word that defines this table is a word that defines the man's response. His thanksgiving is Eucharistic. This man embodies a Eucharistic way of life. And it's important to see that he's not giving thanks with the hopes that Jesus will heal him, but he gives thanks on his own after that reality has already occurred. It is not a precondition of mercy to have to give thanks to God first, but God freely gave that gift already. In other words, this is his joyful response. This worship moment is spontaneous. It is his opportunity to give thanks to the one who has healed him physically, but also spiritually. He has been made well. This man embodies a Eucharistic way of living, a life that seeks mercy and praises God at all times and in all places. And why do I keep talking about this? Because I think this weekend, as we celebrate the holiday that is to come tomorrow, we have a similar invitation to live a Eucharistic way of life. 
It is an opportunity, as I mentioned before, for us to stop and to give thanks for those peoples that inhabited this land well before our ancestors arrived here, who preceded us both in time and place. We give thanks for the peoples, the individuals, the tribes that embodied the great spirit and cared for the gifts of God, the gifts of creation here in this location. But it's also, it's also an opportunity to seek mercy. It's also a reminder that perhaps our ancestors who colonized these areas didn't show much mercy in doing so. These lands weren't just handed over. They were forcefully taken from those who lived on them. And so again, today is as much about giving thanks as it is seeking mercy. Today is an opportunity for us to be like the Samaritan, to, to turn around and to take a moment to acknowledge what has happened, to acknowledge perhaps our complicity in the systems that allowed that to occur over time. Things like racism, greed, colonialism, and manifest destiny to just name the, the few of the sins for which we seek mercy here today. Because today, we are more similar to the Samaritan than we like to think. The Samaritan here, we're told, was a foreigner. Dear people of God, we are too on these lands. We are not the first inhabitants of these places. We share that identity as foreigners as well, as we acknowledge those First Nations people that were here. And I know, I know it's hard to acknowledge these things. And I know what you're thinking, but pastor, I wasn't alive then. Why do I have to do this work? What is my role in it? Well, dear people, I think our role is critical. You're right, we cannot change the past. However, it shouldn't prevent us from acknowledging what has occurred. And that's what we've taken time to do today in between services to acknowledge the wrongs that have been caused, maybe not by us or our direct ancestors, but, but years and generations before us, and to recognize that through acknowledging that wrong, there's opportunity to move forward together, to be together and one, to give thanks and praise to the God who gifted us with this beautiful creation that we share, and to give thanks and praise to God and all the people who throughout the generations have cared for this land. So this long weekend, I invite you to work towards embodying that Eucharistic way of life. Be willing to seek mercy for the sins of the past while also giving thanks for all the gifts that God has given us to share. That moving forward, we may better embody the love of Christ for all people in all times and in all places, just as we declare each and every week in this place. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>